This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I'll stop it then. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's have some fun. So uh, real quick, what's, yeah. what's like the culture? What's been the, the culture of your podcast? It's so up to whatever you want to bring to it. So like it's, it can be light. It could be deep. It could, we could talk about what truly like it's whatever you want to talk about. I will go off of. Okay. Um, so, but people will ask us generally like a question and you can tell a story off of it. You can give actual advice. You can do whatever you want. Nice. Okay. I'm down for whatever. We'll see what happens. He didn't have a, uh, a cold brew, so. <laughs> all good. Okay. Ready for this? I'm ready. Let's do it then. That sounded like the intro of like a, what's that Nelly Furtado song? He's like, you ready? <laughs> Is that a Jessica Simpson song? Are you ready, Boots? I feel like it's dun, a Jessica dun, Simpson. These boots are made for walking. Jessica Simpson had a lot of hits. She did. I asked Alexa to play an Ashley Simpson not song, but I was like, play Ashley Simpson. You know, after one song, Alexi usually just like plays the Rolodex of music. Mm. They just stopped after Pieces of Me. And I was like, she has more hits than this. And it felt like they were like, you know, shutting Ashley down a little bit is what it felt like. I wonder what happened to them. Do you know what happened to them? As a family? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think they all have fam- actual families. And so they're like, we don't uh, need to be in care. the we spotlight. Don't. We got hits. We don't need to, <laughs> we don't need to make any more music. We're fine. <laughs> we're done here. yeah, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Just a Tip, an advice podcast that's equally about tangents as it is about its tips. I'm your host, Megan Batoon, and today I have an old friend, not old in age, but I've known this man for years, here to help me help you, Justin Jet Valles, 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 if you're white, <laughs> however you want to say the last name, you got it. Perfect. How long, I met you... In like 2010. Was that almost 10 years ago? Holy mess. Yeah, I think so. I think it was around, I think we got to know each other from the step, around Step Up Revolution oh, days right. time around there. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That'll be so exciting mm. to talk about because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've mentioned it a few times on the podcast, but I've never really delved in, delved? I've never dove into talking about Step Up 4, but we'll get to that. 
Uh, you may know Jet from Dancing on Kinjas, freestyling literally everywhere if you've ever seen his Instagram or from the Step Up movies, which we will get into at some point. But now you get to know him on the show where we reveal people's deepest, darkest secrets under the guise of podcasts so they're not expecting it. I'm so just kidding. Your face is cringing. My face is cringing. It's, it's pretty... <laughs> Your face is normal. <laughs> no, you can reveal anything that you want to on this show. But I think that you and I will get along even more so mm. because I follow a lot of like holistic psychologist uh, Instagram accounts. Mm. And I see that you like some of the posts. Oh, sneaky, sneaky. Sorry. So I think that we might get along in terms of mindset. Yeah, I think so too. Sick. Mm-hmm. Do you find that it's kind of hard to find a lot of people out here that like share that mindset? You know, I think, okay, I, I, talking about the subject, I feel like being in LA now for, I've been living in LA for almost 20 years, and I think specifically Los Angeles. Whoa. Yeah, I think it's almost 20 years. And I think because there's so many people coming to LA um, feeling like they gotta be something. Yeah. Because it's Los Angeles versus just kind of being who they are, it kind of affects everybody's psychology. I mean, mm-hmm. I think if you, I, I, I mean, trying to wrap my head around the subject right now because I didn't, I didn't expect to be talking about this. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> so it's <laughs> Welcome like to this podcast. But I think what it is is that everybody, a lot of people that I meet, a lot of people, and you know, and especially because I work in the entertainment industry, and you know, you as well, we're around dancers, actors, whoever. Everybody or most of the people I'm, I'm, I'm meeting new people. Mm-hmm have are carrying this social mask mm. and it's and it's like I feel like it's one of those things where they carry a social mask because they feel like they have to put it on to fit in yeah to fit into the scape versus you know what you don't really have to you could just be who you are and I think if you're especially if you're trying to work in entertainment you know it's it's more of a matter of I think the people who stand out are the ones who kind of make it Right. That's the other thing is like when we're auditioning, it's especially in acting auditions. It's like uh, I've been through this when I used to go on auditions or like my friends that are doing it now. It's like we go into the room trying to be what these producers or what this casting director wants versus just bringing us to the audition. Yeah, pretty much. All the time. Mm -hmm. It's just like it's trying to get validation by thinking that we're not good enough. So like we're like, what do you want? Oh, we can meld into whatever you want. And that's like the worst idea of, do you hear this crazy beeping or is that just me? Oh, oh my God, I'm going insane. (laughs) We can just keep that. I'm just putting my face against the couch right now because I'm just. I heard like a really big rigging in my ear, but maybe someone's talking about me. I, th- I think that's a sneeze, no? <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's the effect. Okay. My immune system is just uh, not good. <laughs> uh, yeah, what have, what have you learned in the, so in 20 years of mm. living here, mm. were you in the entertainment industry the whole 20 years? No, I wasn't. I was just a, you know, I mean, you know, of course, as you know, I've, I was, I've been, I was a dancer. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been a dancer. I'm still a dancer, but I've dived into different aspects of this entertainment world. And, you know, what's funny is uh, I started dancing, you know, on the streets. I was dancing in Glendale for money. That was kind of like my form of training. Like Whoa. Just, I was dancing with my old crew. And uh, I didn't, I, I wanted to get into the entertainment world, but I just didn't know how. You know, I feel it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty much like how I started. That was, that was my first form of training. Whoa. Dancing in front of people who don't give a fuck about you, trying yeah, yeah. to trying to make them pay you that's some that's real <laughs> fucking dance training for real totally yeah yeah 
And uh, yeah, that's how we started. Wait, where was the question again? <laughs> I, I never asked it. Okay. I, was, <laughs> okay, I just went. <laughs> that was the preliminary question is how long? So now my second follow-up question okay. is what have you learned in that time of like from being on Glendale Boulevard into right now? Like what are like some key aspects of what you've learned of being in this world of like how to keep stay sane? Because this, mm, this mm. town can really hurt you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And to answer this question is how did I stay sane? Uh, or like, what have you learned in order to like get you to still like have a good head on your shoulders and like not get lost in the crowd of kind of like conforming into what other people want you to be? I think it all, well, first of all, yeah, I, I was, I definitely got in that mode where I was just kind of, you know, I was doing what everybody else was doing. I remember I'd be, you know, I'd be on jobs with people from, you know, around the U.S., around the world, and people would be talking about, oh, I booked this job, I booked that job, you mm. know, and everybody has, you know, has their bragging rights. And you know what? I started to do it too because I thought that was just the thing to do in the industry, right? It was just like, it was, it was like okay to brag about your stuff. And then I realized, like, I think um, after, I guess, I, I felt like I hit a ceiling, like, you know, in, in dance. I mean, of course, uh, in dance in terms of, like, what you could do with it, like, you go on, you know, there's tours, there's, uh, there's tours, movies, music videos. I kind of hit that kind of, mm-hmm. I felt like I hit that, all that, all those, those marks. And I was just like, oh crap, what's next? And then, uh, you know what, actually I stepped, I started to step away from dance mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to go into acting. I'm going to go into music. And, uh, uh, I took a whole break from that. Uh, like three years ago, literally three years ago, and I went broke. Not a lot of people know this. I actually went broke because oh. <laughs> I put my money into acting stuff. I put my money into music stuff, uh, and uh, I thought I was gonna become like a big DJ, or you know, I thought I was gonna make it quick because you know, with dancing, it was it was kind of easy for me. But yeah. I realized, oh no, 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 it's not easy. That shit is hard. Whoa. So during that time, I went through like a, a I guess like you could say like a self discovery kind of phase. Sure. But what I realized, it wasn't self discovery. It was more like. I just had to face myself, who I really was. Yes. So through the pain of me being broke, um, and, and I'll, I'll dive in a little bit deeper. I was in a relationship at the time, and uh, <laughs> she's probably listening right now, but whatever, I don't care. Oh my but God. it was. But <laughs> during this time, I remember like I had to like cut down on costs, like super heavy, mm-hmm. to the point where I was eating like rice and beans every day. Mm-hmm. And when we would go out, that's when we with my ex girlfriend we would go out and we eat like nice dinner. But I would never tell her that I was like broke. Yeah, I was, <laughs> was, you know, I was like seriously like redlining. It was rough. I had to, I had to really learn how to handle all my finances and stuff like that. Right. Um. But from what I've learned after the relationship, all the pain I went through, uh, kind of just it just made me realize that it, you know, it just kind of just resetted my brain mm-hmm. and made me realize, like, you know, if you, the only way to really make it is you kind of really just have to face yourself, go through pain. And when you get out of it or go through the pain, you know, push through it, figure out how to, um, figure out how to get through the game. I think most important, what I've learned was, uh, I think during the time when I was, you know, like in the dance world or whatever, like I felt like, oh, I can, I can get whatever I want. I can get this, I can get that. But then uh, later on, when I real what I realized um, from the point where I'm at now is uh, I stopped kind of how do I say this? I stopped thinking in a way where like the world is going to work for me. But I was more like I spent more time thinking consciously that you have to understand how the world works mm. first. Understand how the world works, and then you can figure out how to get things out of this game. And I would call it the game. This is, this is, in reality, it's like not a, not a game game, but I mean, yeah. like, I see like, 
it, it for me it's like I know I'm, I feel like I'm going on a bit of a tangent. Cannot wait. Okay, <laughs> that's the name of this game. Okay, <laughs> it is far away tangent. Never. Okay, come back. I'm not. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna tie everything <laughs> together somehow. But it's like uh, it's like I figured myself out. By understanding how the world works. And when you say how the world works, are Mm. you talking about like the laws of attraction, like manifesting things or like just how people are in general? I just, it's just more so just like, you just have to, I had to learn to accept that this is how things are. Okay. People are going to be like this. Sure. People are going to be like this. In the entertainment world, this is how things are. Right. A tree falls like this. That's Mm -hmm. how, that's, that's what life is, right? I had to really accept that, you know, uh, this is how it is. And no matter yeah. how positive I think about how things are going to come at me, to like, like law of attraction. Sure. I think that stuff is true, but you kind of have to face reality. Like this, Absolutely. Is, this is how the world like really fucking works. And this yeah. is how a person is, no matter how toxic they are, you have to accept the fact that this is how they are. Right. Whether it's a relationship or it's, you know, people you work with, you people you want to work with. And, uh, yeah, I accepted that. I'm like, okay, now, now that I know it's like this, now how I can figure out how to, play this game. Sure. Okay. But not play a game like, you know, like not in a, where I'm like cheating or whatever, but this is, you know, it's just like, you know, you you understand these are the rules. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, and I think from there, I've learned that, all right, this is how it is. I can play it. I Uh know how to play it in a way where I can do it in the way that I think is fair for me, Mm -hmm. for my sanity and for the people around me as well. You know, and, and, uh, Tying back into the whole thing of, and I'm like I said, I'm, I'm going. My brain is going in a bit of a blank because this is tangent, right? <laughs> Where was I on this? Um, finding or facing myself. Yeah, I'm facing myself through hardship and just pushing through it. I think another thing that I that I learned from facing myself was kind of pushing away, you know, quick gratification. Yeah, that's a huge one. Yeah, that's a huge one to be able to finally understand yeah. out here. Oh, dude. Yeah, I, I th- I'm like, like I said, like, I think when in terms of just an example of this, I think when I just I wanted to leave dance and all that, I, I could have got a regular job. I could have got like whatever, you know. It's like it's. I think it's just easy to do that. I, mm-hmm. You know, I had a lot of connections with people. I could have got anything I wanted, but he was like, you know what? I'm still gonna try this shit. I'm still gonna take the chance to like go into music, try acting, do something outside the outside of dance. And you know what? I actually do not. Regret it at all? Mm-hmm. Like it, it gave me the skills. I mean, I, of course, I was I went broke for like three years, or whatever. Um, it gave well, me the I can't skills. Can't wait to hear how. Okay, I, <laughs> your face is like what? No, first of all, sorry that you went through that, but I'm no, 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 I'm, no, no. So, I'm, I'm grateful I went through it actually. Right, I'm yeah. fascinated to know how you like when you found yourself in like a financial adversity. How did you like re steer the wheel into get to a place of being comfortable again? Hmm, that's a good question. I feel like um, how did I do that? I had to. I had to. Just, I think what it is. I had to study. I read a lot of books. I studied uh-huh. how. Where I studied how people, um, who got themselves in these situations, got out. Oh. I think that's like one of the because you know I, I needed a mentor. I you know I need to be around. I need to be around people. I need to. I need to to be around things that, for for around people who went through this. Yeah. And like you know what's funny is most of the people who went through shit in their life, like, they're the ones who just came out successful. And right. it's like, but I think what it is, I, I, I had to make a choice, I, I think. Mm, yeah, always. Like, okay, I mean, you see me as I am now. I'm doing a bunch of things, traveling, whatever, all that stuff. But um, what, especially if you read, like, you know, books with of all these people, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, whatever, mm. I think they all went through some shit, too. They went through a lot of pain and hardship. And yeah. 
I think they went, they, they had to make a decision. Well, you know, should I, am I going to just kind of live with this pain or am I going to make a decision to just, you know, to see what I can do to make, improve my life. And I think I went through the same thing. Most of these people who became successful, uh, went through, I, I had to make that decision. And I, I think, uh, what's important to me more so than like, you know, people who become successful, get a car, whatever, get that house or whatever is I'm more interested in, I became more interested in what went through their mindset, what went mm-hmm. through their, you know, what were the changes they went through? And I think I, ha- I went through my own. I think when you read books and whatever documentaries of all these people, it's like, this was their story, but then you kind of have to figure out your own. And yeah. I had to figure out my own in, in a sense where, okay, well, how do I do it now? Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I think the main, one of the main things that uh, I, I kind of discovered was, where I, I had to face was, I'm going to fucking die. Right. I'm, I'm going to fucking die pretty soon. I don't know when I'm going to die. Pretty like, soon. Well, <laughs> oh my well, well God. but I, but I, I try to stay in that mindset. You know what? It's right. like, cause if, if, if I'm going to die, like what, what can I do with my life? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and it's just like, um, we only, it be, it come, it be, everything centers down to two decisions. Do we face everything with love or do we face everything with fear? Yes. And so I had, I, and I'm still getting better at it. I'm still trying to get better at facing, you know, trying to make that decision you know, in the direction of love, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, not towards you know, love. Yeah, I'm a little bit more towards love because most of my life I was living out of fear. Oh, like absolutely, most, as most we all are. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the, that's like the easiest way to live is through fear. It's easy. Because we uh-huh. also like, that's how we're taught. Like mm. we're taught to be scared of our parents. We're taught to be scared of our teachers. We're taught to be scared when, like when somebody bullies us or like doesn't like us in elementary school. And like those, there's a book I was reading that was like, nobody survives childhood. Like we all have some sort of wound that if you don't face it, like what you're talking about, then like you can skate by and, but you'll never re- achieve greatness because all that like you can the, the highest place you can get by living through fear is just coasting. Yep. If you like actually face the fear and the pain head on, cause we all have it. Like if you're like, I'm, if you're like 19 years old and you're like, I've never had like a hardship in my life. I'm chilling. Like y- you got to look into yourself because there is some like uncovered wounds. There's some trauma and like, it's not fun, mm. but I feel like all of the people that you're talking about and yourself, like you have to go through that in order to rise above that coasting level. Mm-hmm. And like that, that's where you can choose to go love or fear, but you can't, you don't even have the choice to go love or fear if you're just blindsided by living in how you've been living for the past 19, 20, 55 years. Yeah. So you like gotta go through this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just to go off that, it's, it's, uh, you know, most of my life, actually all my life, pretty much the majority of my life, my parents taught me, uh, not to stand out, they taught me to fit in. You know, these are- Everybody. I have, I've had, you know, you know, I'm, First generation Filipino parents. Right. Nope. Sorry. I'm first generation American. <laughs> they're, you know, they're, yeah. they're immigrants, first generation immigrants to the U S. Sure. So my parents taught me to, to fit in, not stand out. Yeah. And, uh, I had to basically le- unlearn that. Yeah. I there's had- a lot of unlearning. Mm-hmm. It's, that's what I feel like. How old are you? Should I say it like that? I'm if 30. you want to. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll fucking say it. I'm 32. If people <laughs> I say I look young I'll as hell. I'll fucking say it, but like you hesitated. <laughs> Yeah, you do. We're going to look young for a while. Are you using SPF? No. Jet, (laughs) what are you doing? Use SPF on your face every day. Okay, I use a a hobo oil. Is that good enough? No. All right, fine. (laughs) That's 
not good. Everybody in this room is like shaking their heads. That's not good enough. Jojoba is like for hydration, right? Like that's it. Okay. That's fine. But uh-huh. you gotta need you need protection. Okay. Good to know. All right, it's just a tip. As much just a tip. As much as you're protecting your mentality and your soul, which is I see all this inner work, you gotta you gotta protect your face. Yeah, okay. Okay? All right. Are okay. you gonna go out after this and get some SPF? Maybe. Okay, fine. Yes. <laughs> Just to fit into to, just to fit into your your desires for me, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> so easily persuaded. <laughs> I love it. Um, the the thing that you said about like knowing that you're gonna die, and so that makes you like live your life more. Mm-hmm. There's, I'm not gonna recite this because I have a terrible memory. Okay, but there is a book called Some by David Eagleman. Okay, that is a bunch of little short stories by the same author, but they're all written so differently. Mm-hmm. And they're like two pages per short story. And they're all uh, basically different versions of the afterlife of like what he could imagine. He's just like, he's just thinking about all these different ways or options that it could be after you die. And one of them is ex- exactly like that. I don't want to ruin it, but I do want everyone to buy this book right now. I wish I had some sort of stake in it or like ad, but oh, like I don't. Ad, okay. It's just such a good book. It's funny because I mentioned this on a previous episode a couple episodes ago, but the person that gave me this book bought two of them, two mm. of the same copy, because he was like, you like this book so much that I know that you'll want to give it to someone else. And I already got you the second copy so that you can give it to them. I wish I had it now. Oh, that would be a nice little gift to give. Every- but the thing is. <laughs> I just raised my hands like, oh, yeah. oh man. <laughs> Jet is mad. <laughs> I'm not mad. I will send you not only this book, but a bottle of SPF as a thank you gift. Not an ad. Not an ad. Uh, but yeah, uh, essentially, long story short, without ruining how good the short story is, mm. basically, in one of the short stories, death gets taken away and people start to lose their motivation to do anything. So they take more naps and they start like pushing back all of the things that they want to do because they can live forever. They're immortal. Mm. And so then, you know, they, they decide that like death is actually good because it starts to give you a reason to live. Bingo. Yeah. It's like a video game. It's like, yeah. and that's, and I, I mean, I make that referral. I've kind of made that referral earlier, but in the literal video game terms, it's like you know, if you play, you you get the cheat code for full life. It gets boring, right? It gets really boring. It's like you you lose the the purpose, and you know that's what yeah. I think that's the number one thing that's important in life to have. You lose the purpose of playing the game, mm-hmm. you know, it's because you 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 play you play Super Mario because you only have three lives, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it fun. That's really really makes it fun. Well then. Well, but in real life, you only got one. Yeah. The, <laughs> I think the thing that makes Super Mario real fun is the little secrets behind the 2D bushes. If you, like, crouch on a little coin box <laughs> for a while, and then you fall underneath, like, you know what I'm talking about? I know, you, that's, you that's Super Mario one. Yeah, yeah, Okay. <laughs> that's what I think makes great, it really fun. Great memory, unless you played it yesterday. I did not. Okay. I only played a few Super Mario games. I was really good at Guitar Hero. Okay. Do you ever play that? Yeah. Were you good? No, I was not good. <laughs> If you had to win money, oh, here's my question. Ah. If you had to play a video game in order to make enough rent, so like you just had to be better than everyone that you played in order to make your rent to live for one month, what video game would that be? Is it competitive or or just RPG? What's that? Actually, never mind. Oh, wow. You are not nerdy at all. (laughs) Wait, I am. (laughs) Just someone that's truly like doesn't know anything but wants to be a nerd so bad. Okay, competitively? Um, like versus what? What's oh, RPG? Okay, mean? maybe RPG, maybe not, because RPG is like a it's it's a role play game. Role playing game. Role playing game. That's what game. I was yeah. Ben saying. Yeah. 
Yes, you sure? Okay. <laughs> I guess you would have to compete against one other person okay, in order to win. Okay, I think the... the I think the most competitive game that I was playing when I was in sixth grade was StarCraft. I think if I wanted to continue playing a game and pay rent with it, it would be StarCraft. <gasps> and you feel like, confident enough to beat a bunch of people? No, I, I fucking suck. Oh, man. But I do it because it was fun. It was fun. Okay, here's another question. Mm. If you couldn't use any of the things that you do, so like you couldn't dance or, or like direct or whatever you were doing for money, but you also had to make rent— what would you like? Any like craft or hobby that like you don't make money off of right now, but like you're pretty good at? What would it be? I don't really make money off making music. No, you can't choose that. <laughs> you can't choose anything that you've done <laughs> as a as a viable career path. This is rough. This is, are you like what? I want to know what like the secret talent is. I guess that's what I'm getting at. What's like a secret talent or like a secret hobby or something that you know a lot about? I always ask my friends, like new friends, I'm always like, what do you know more about than all of the people in your friend group? <laughs> I think I, I know a lot of things, but I think it's it's just a matter of asking the right questions. Like, are you good at, what's like, like I know a lot about Willy Wonka, but I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> like, what's something like so weird that you just have a lot of knowledge about for no good reason? Uh, uh, <laughs> my mom sound like a door creaking. I don't know because I feel like I'm 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 all about useful knowledge. Oh, that's good. Oh wait 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 <laughs> wait wait, like? wait 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 <laughs> wait. I read a lot of manga. I read a lot of manga. I don't watch anime. I'm one of those guys that doesn't watch anime. Oh. I read a lot of manga. Okay, here's a dumb question. Okay, difference between anime and manga is manga is not animated. Yes. So I'm good. Yeah, you're good. Cool. <laughs> okay, enough about me. Now it's time to jump into a game I like to call Bursa First. We want to know a little bit more about you, Jet. Shoot it. So this is a rapid fire round. Uh-huh. I'm going to ask you a bunch of your firsts, and you got to go real quick. And if I yell stop to any of the parts of it, you have to explain, elaborate, or tell the full story of whatever we're talking about. Shoot it. Here we go. First job. I worked at Express as a sales associate. First cell phone. Uh, I think it was a Motorola something. I wasn't cool enough to have a Nokia. (laughs) First pet. I had a hamster. First kiss location. Whoa, cool. (laughs) Location? You make it hard with the location question. Where were you? You remember? Your first kiss. Or their name. I think I was in I think I was in New Jersey. I think. So vague. I think. Fine, I'll take it. (laughs) First major purchase. I bought I think it was a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought a car. Whoa, that's a huge one. Yeah. But I mean like that's I guess that's major. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. First choice in a karaoke book. I don't like singing, so I think like anything in the Black Eyed Peas realm where it's like I can <laughs> sing and rap at the same time. Uh-huh. First internet screen name. Ooh. Oh, wait. Ooh. Okay, okay. Ooh, uh, my, my aim screen name was uh-huh. Pikachu GT3. Love Grand Theft 3? Or just extra I letters? think it was because I was a nerd. You know, you know how like most Asian kids were like into cars and stuff? So yeah. I was into like a, a GT something. I forgot what. It was like some car. I don't even know. I just added the three because it just sounded cool, right? It does. Good branding. Good branding. First thing you think when someone doesn't answer the phone? This motherfucker. <laughs> First celebrity crush? 
Oh, gosh. Megan Batoon. Oh, first concert. <laughs> uh, damn. I think it was Gym Class Heroes. Oh, my God, yes. First <laughs> scar. Oh, right here on my forehead. So I was on, um, this was, I got it from me standing on a rolling chair when I was like five or six. <gasps> oh, this is going to continue. This story is going to continue. Yeah, here we go. We'll okay, stop cool. it. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lost the, you know, the tenseness. But I remember I was like five or six. I was on one of those rolling chairs. And you know how your, your parents just, they tell you to don't do that. Uh-huh. You just do it anyways. So I kept doing it. And I was like, like I kept jumping on because, you know, I, I didn't know, you know, what's going to happen. Oh my God. And then I fell off and then just created this scar. And I had to go do, I had to get stitches for it. So it's been here for like forever. Whoa. Yeah. Pretty cool. Right. Yes. I guess. But, I it's, but it's funny though. It's like you, it's, it's like, I feel like if my parents told me like, you know, what's going to happen if you do that. Right. You're going to fall and break your ass. I think mm-hmm. if my parents told me that, I probably wouldn't have done that. But because they kept saying, don't do it. And they didn't tell me the outcome. Oh, so you just need reasoning. I just need you reasoning. You need a why. Yeah, I needed a why when I was a kid. You know, yeah. yeah. One time I put a fork in a toaster, a uh, fork and knife, metal, uh-huh. to get a piece of toast out. Uh-huh. And I got reprimanded like crazy. And I never really understood until I was a bit older of yeah, why that yeah, wasn't yeah. okay. Yeah. But I was like, damn, this is pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> First thing you do when you like someone? I joke with them. <laughs> that was great. First show you binged watched? Oh, damn, you're like making me dive into the recesses of my mind because I don't really watch TV. That's good. We got to clean these little corners out. Binge watch? But are you talking about like pre-internet or after internet? Either. Anything that you just watched over like a, one episode after another, enough to where Netflix is like, you still watching? <laughs> That's the thing. I, I, that's I. You know, I'm not in that nef, not, that Netflix realm. Okay, okay. I'll say this. I watched Toy Story when I was like a kid. I watched Toy Story one every day after school. For how long? I think it was like a year. Um, stop. Okay. <laughs> Why? It's such a good movie. Oh yes, I'm aware. But a year? I think it was a year. Every day for I a think year. It was in third grade. Yeah, me and my sister would watch it. Do you did you only have that movie? It was just something to watch. I think it was just the colors. You know, the toys. Wow. Is that interesting? I mean, a whole year of one thing is kind of a lot of something. It was a fun movie. It is a fun movie. Did you watch the fourth one recently? Not yet. Oof, you're late. Am I missing out? Um, I think it's good, but I don't think it's the best. What's your favorite Toy Story movie so far? One. Because of nostalgia? No, it's just because I think it's one of the best. (laughs) The colors and the toys, got it. Okay, moving on. Introduction of characters, yeah. (laughs) First excuse you make when trying to cancel plans. You know, I try to be more honest now and I just just say straight up mm. like why I'm, I can't do it. So I don't know if I make excuses anymore, but I love I th- that. Or I think uh, what I would what I would do is just like kind of just leave some time in between the mm. until the answering. You know, you know how it is when you don't you're just like, ah, fuck, I don't know if I want to answer this right now. Uh huh. That's one of the that's the one thing I do. Sorry for all the people that listen to this. <laughs> But that, that just means like crap. I got some stuff to do. I got to figure out. But, you know, and I, I, I have to make that decision. All right. Yeah. I'm going to be fucking honest. I'm just going to say what it is. That's, I can't wait to talk about that more. <laughs> lastly, first time you cried in public. First time? <laughs> Dude, I feel like when my mom spanked me when I was like in like three or four. That makes sense. Common thing. Yeah. I, I think the better question to ask is when was the last time you cried in public? When's the last time you cried in public, Jet? Oh, I cr- oh, okay, okay. I guess I'll I'll be honest about this. I think that's good. <laughs> and I think I th- I don't I don't know if it's funny, but I had a friend who passed away in October recently, and uh, 
It was really rough because it was it was on the same day I had to teach class. No. Yeah, moving lifestyle, and I taught the class, and I was just like, "What?" Yeah, and I taught the class, and then because uh, the way I the way I, I, I teach body control and movement lifestyle on Sundays, kind of a plug, but not really. Yeah, plug it. I guess, but um, I, but I, I I focus on bodily awareness, right? Because yeah. that's what if, you, if you're going to try to understand your body, or if you're trying to you know learn body control, you have to understand your body first, and I and I, I always emphasize uh awareness or the or body control on awareness like as i've said and the first thing about awareness is you know for me is you, you know you're not going to have this body for such a long time mm. you might as well get to know it Aww. and i think the way i tied that in was you know my friend just died and i think you should and i was like my friend just died i think you know this should give you reason to really value what you have and oh. I think I just started crying. <laughs> I was in class because my friend just died that same day, and I'm like, "Shit, man!" Like, yeah. why didn't you just cancel the class? I don't know. I think it. I, I didn't think about that. I was just like, it was oh like literally God. like it was literally like an hour or whatever. I didn't think I was gonna. I didn't think I was gonna get emotional, but I fucking did. I was like, "All right, fuck it." It just came out. Whoa! I think it was healthy for me too. Just to, probably. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm so very sorry. That's cool. We all go through it, and we all will. Yeah. Whoosh. I guess that's an okay time to take a break. I'm going to tell a quick joke or something. Oh, my God. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will answer some of your questions. Um, uh, check out what Jet has to say in terms of more advice on our Instagram pod. What is the Instagram handle? Who knows? At Just a Tip Podcast. And we'll be right back. Is it Just the Tip or Just the Tip? Just a tip. Just the tip. Just a tip. Just the tip. Oh, we're leaving. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jet, before we get into our questions, mm. what currently can you not get enough of in your life? Like, what are you loving right now? So much so that you want other people to love it. Um, good knowledge. Where do they get good knowledge? Yo, uh, it's funny because I was all about books and stuff, but Instagram is making it so easy to get good knowledge. Yes! It's so easy. Well, who are you following that you, you really love so far? Shit, I gotta look through my phone. Go get it out! All right, all right. Okay, okay. Asterix, looking through phone, asterix. Just letting you guys know that's what's <laughs> happening right now. Pretty sure me and uh, Megan have uh, 
a mutual following of We these do. People. It's called the.holistic.psychologist. That's one. That's one of them. Yeah. Oh, that's one of them? That's the one that I saw you like some posts of, which is always really fun. I made a separate account mm. just to follow accounts like this so that I wouldn't get lost in like my friends, not my friends. Oh, I get it. But you know, like it's just dedicated to like the Russell brands and the law of the attractions of the world. Mm. Like it's just there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think, I think uh, just uh, of the main people that, that I've really, I mean, there's a lot of accounts, yeah. but I think I, I, I think, I've got inspired the most by people like Jordan Peterson, David Goggins. A lot of the people on Joe Rogan's podcast, I know it's very like male dominated, but uh-huh. it's a, there's a lot of good information that I learned there. Sick. And I think, yeah, something just dropped just then you guys know that if you guys- That was my phone yeah, and I'm phone. not scared of it. Good. For once in my life, my phone drops, I don't care anymore. <laughs> this is just the first time. I mean, it's also on carpet, but like the other day it fell face flat and like that is the recipe for crackness mm. and it didn't happen. And I was like, mm. It's maybe because I don't care about it. Yeah. Okay, good. You know? You don't need your phone. When I, I think that was like the first step in like, not enlightenment, but like to start not having so much weight into material things. When I used to like, I remember one time I had like um, papers in my laptop and I closed my laptop and I opened it and my screen was completely shattered. And I was out with, yeah, I was like, God damn, this, this wide rule did this. Actually, it was college rule, but still. It still cracked it. And I was out with a friend, and I opened it, and they were like, oh, my God, are you okay? Like, something truly bad happened to me. And I was like, this is, it's fine. Like, hmm. I am mad at this because it's going to cost me money to fix. But it's also like, I'm okay, you're okay. It was also not a car accident. Like, it's something that I couldn't have helped. Yes. And, like, who gives a shit? Like, Let's get on with our lives. Let's not like wait five minutes to be really sad about my laptop that I can't use for a while until it's fixed and just like say oopsies and make call Apple, make an appointment and mm. get on with it. That's that's a very stoic reaction. Yes. Yeah, that's what that's something that I've been learning to get better at. Just, I think I care like when things are like that mm. that I don't have control over. It's so much easier to not care about. But if it's something like with my emotions, I'm like tangled up for days. Mm-hmm. With something like that, if it's technology, it happens. Yes. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. But like, if someone's mean to me, yeah, I'm going to care about that for a while. <laughs> I've learned to become better at that. That is good. I mean, like, that's a, the whole goal of it. Like, with the love and the fear thing is like, an event technically is neutral. If something happens to you, you can decide if you want to accept it in a loving way or if you want to reject it in a fearful way. So it's like, if so, even if someone was mean to me, I could go, oh, I'm not worth it, or this person hates me, versus this might be something that they're going through. So like, what, how they're treating me is really just a reflection of them versus what they, a mirror for how they see me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And exactly, I think that's exactly what it is. When someone lashes out, when someone reacts to you in a certain way, is angry at you, it's re- in reality, it's they're angry at themselves. They just don't realize it. Totally. And it goes back to, you know, facing yourself, you know, mm-hmm. being aware of, Exactly how you're feeling and how it how it uh, branches out into the world. Because it always does. Mm-hmm. It always does, and mm-hmm. it's so obvious to infect people with energy and good or bad. Yep. So just put the good out. Here's the questions now. Do we want to answer one that's called dance crew dreamer or teacher's wife? I'm, I'll let you choose. Me. Mm-hmm. You're the guest. Um, I'll let fate handle it. Fate, I'm fate. Yes, you are. Um, <laughs> uh, no, that was something. It's, it's a different teacher's wife. Oh, 
Yeah. Sorry. I was no, no, no. You're so fine. I am not fate, but I do have the computer that has both questions on it. Okay. Flip a coin. That's how I moved here. I'm going to flip my phone. Okay. I trust this case. It's okay. So we'll do a uh, uh, glass face. Black mirror. Black mirror. Black mirror. You're right. Black mirror. Black mirror is um, uh, the dance one. Dance one. Okay, cool. Ready? Oh, it's the tail's end. All right, tail's end. So that is? Not my boyfriend, I guess. I, oh, teacher's wife is technically called not my boyfriend. Here we go. All right, shoot it. So my best friend and I have this couple that we hang out with, and we've been friends for the past four to five years. There's something my best friend and I have had trouble bringing up with the couple, which is the boyfriend of the couple can get a little too affectionate between my best friend and I. For example, low embraces, rubbing on the side, trying to hold hands when we walk as a group, resting his head on our shoulders, chest area, dancing pretty close to us at clubs, and literally cock-blocking for the both of us saying no man is good enough for us here. Now, the girlfriend doesn't say anything or she's just not looking half the time. Also, a note about her, she doesn't like to get affectionate in public. She tells her boyfriend to get away sometimes, so I feel like then he moves on to my best friend and I when we are around, which is awkward and hard to be like, stop touching me when we are with a big group of friends. Recently, I've been budging him off, but it comes out rude like I'm doing something wrong. My best friend and I also noticed that he has been telling his girlfriend little white lies that puts my best friend and I down, and he looks like a good guy in certain situations. So for us to talk to him, we were worried he might manipulate the story. Mm -hmm. And to sit down with the both of them to talk about it, I feel like might end the friendship, or it'll just be weird since we let it go on for so long. So what will your tips be? Our ages are 24 to 25. Me and my best friend are both single. Sincerely, don't touch me unless you're my boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> I love don't touch me unless you're my boyfriend. How are you with PDA right off the top? Do you hate it or you love it? Me personally? Mm -hmm. I'm not really big on it. I hate it. When I was younger, I used to be super into it. But like recently, maybe it's also because like I've dated people, but I have never been like their girlfriend. You're also just fucking famous. I lol of the century. I hate it. I really don't like it because it's just like, let me be my own person. You just rolled your eyes. Do you not feel like that? Do you, but you, you also hate it, but do you hate it for other reasons? No, I'm just not. I'm just not. A, I guess there's no reason for it. I'm just not a PDA person. I, I like cringe when someone puts their hand on my back if we're dating. Oh, wow. Like that. You're like serious. Yeah, I don't. I really don't like it. And it's 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 really it's so stupid. Have you ever seen When Harry Met Sally, which is the craziest movie that I'm bringing up? It's from the 90s. And it's basically Meg Ryan's character is very, very particular with how she orders things in restaurants. So much so that it's like annoying. So like. That's one of my particularities is like you you can touch me like if we're in a car or if we're like back at my house or like in a friend situation. But like depending on who the friends are, like it's so particular of like when I want PDA to happen, which I feel like probably sucks for whoever I'm dating. But yeah, now that I mention it, but the, the a cute thing that's happened in the past is like I would tell someone like, hey, I don't like PDA. But he was like so used to just like touching me on the shoulder or touching me on the back and just kind of like showing affection that way. Even it's just like an arm around me, but I'm like, Ugh, I like slink out of it. So instead, like he's learned now to not touch me. But anytime he wants to, he'll like stop while we're walking. And he's like, just so you know, like I'm feeling very connected to you. And like, I want to tell you that like I really, <laughs> really like you and like would want to show you that physically. But instead, I'm telling 
telling you right here. And it's like so endearing and cute because he's kind of indulging in my particularity, which is what happens in When Harry Met Sally. Nice. Well, that's good to know. Sucks to date me, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) no answer, just a chuckle. All right. You've known me for a very long time. We've seen each other come up in um, life. Okay. Wait, so real quick, we weren't supposed to respond to that. No, we are. Oh. I just went on a tangent. <laughs> I was just like waiting for this. I was like. Rrr. You're like, oh, it's about you? <laughs> so essentially what's happening in here is her and her friend have this couple and the boyfriend is overly affectionate with them and not his girlfriend because his girlfriend is like me. Okay, so time out. Yeah. Okay, cool. There's t- I'm just from my brain again. Two girls. There's two girls. Best friends. Best friends. One's in the relationship with a guy? No. Oh, okay. I don't think so. <gasps> are they? No, 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 no. They're two best friends that are not in this couple. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And the best, the dude is becoming very touchy, right? Yeah. Okay. But it's like the dude is probably being touchy because he's not, oh my God, I'm learning so much about myself right now. Because I'm like, the, the dude is probably touchy because he's not able to do it with his girlfriend. Because he has a girlfriend, right? Yeah, but she doesn't uh, like PDA. Okay, okay. So I'm like, oh, now I see the issue that I'm bringing up. <laughs> It's like you're figuring you're figuring things out for yourself right now. As yeah, we talk. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. weaving my mm-hmm. relationships together mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as they fall apart. Yeah, <laughs> 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 laughing at yourself. So I think that the guy is not the greatest at, at doing this. You shouldn't be touching your friend's friends. Number one, especially if you're in a relationship. Especially if you're in a relationship. Okay. Um, it seems like I don't know how much I like this guy from everything that we've heard about him because he like makes himself look like the good guy and they're worried to connect with him because he might manipulate the story. That's not good. Yeah. I feel like this guy has no boundaries. And that's like, Ooh, here's a fun, like speaking of boundaries, Mm. because it kind of goes within like all of these lessons that seems like you and I have been learning like at the same time is like creating boundaries Mm. is very interesting. How is that in your life showing up? I think, uh, well, I think my okay. I'll say this: uh, boundaries to me is responsibility. I would put that as a, a, a like synonymous in mm-hmm. my life. I think uh, I'll just say this: I feel like once I became more responsible for all the actions in my life, my life got a lot better. Right, and it's very evident. Um, and I feel like the less responsibilities, or the less boundaries you have, that's when your life can just be fucking chaotic. Right. Whether it be with people, with work, whichever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also if you have no boundaries, especially in relationship scenarios, like you can let someone either like walk all over you or you can hurt people because like there's like a nebulous nature. You're not very clear of what you want or what you can accept. And then like that's why people are in relationships for so long that don't work because you're you're not like respecting that boundary or like setting or respecting the responsibility that you have or knowing how your actions can affect other people. Bingo. The consequences. Bingo. So many consequences. Yes. That's what it is. That's the other thing, especially like you mentioned earlier about instant gratification. And like that's one thing that I've learned a lot in my dating life is like instant gratification is not what you want when you're dating because like if you don't have a boundary but you're like, "Oh, I'll like kiss them or go on this date with this person or lead this person on because like, but you don't think you're leading them on, but you're just like, oh, we're just having fun. But you know, like maybe they're more invested than you are. And you, you have the opportunity to make the boundary because they're not going to make the boundary because they want to be with you. And if you're not on the same page, let them know. 
Yes. Because if you just want that instant gratification of hanging out with someone and they're not aware that you're not into it, you're going to hurt them and it's going to bite you back. Bingo. Bingo, bango, dingo, dango. That's a new one. I never heard that before. I guess that's a, <laughs> that's a Megan theme. It's a theme. Okay, what do we say for this girl? What? How does she deal with this? Honestly, I think that even though this guy isn't the best, in my opinion— mm. You should stick up for yourself and what you're comfortable with. And if you're not comfortable with him touching you guys, say something. That's pretty much it. And yeah, even you just got to say it. You just got to say it. And if, if it's awkward, it will be because mm-hmm. making boundaries in the beginning is awkward. Because when I first started making boundaries or telling guys that like weren't very clear of where I was emotionally, it was very hard because I was like, oh, I'm going to hurt them. But then... If I don't tell them I'm hurting them and I'm hurting myself because I'm just like getting into this like same cycle that I always get into. So like speak, speak how you feel, let them know like where you're at. And if they're not getting it, then just like cut, cut your ties, cut your losses. Because mm-hmm. there'd be other people that are going to listen to you and not only listen to you, but like accept your boundaries and know how to proceed with them. Get out of there. Pretty much everything you said is pretty much what it is. That's the truth. <laughs> That's I the think it's truth. like, and it's better for all parties, really. Yeah, I just don't like that. I, I mean, the whole PDA thing I don't like. But, I mean, when I'm married, I guess I'll have to figure that out. Okay. I think, what do you mean, okay? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. I mean, like, I, also this ties into relationships. I feel like if you're going to be in a relationship where it's like, once you cross over to the marriage mm. zone, you know, it's like, is, is it going to be different? Well, I'm only saying this because my, my sister just got married. So, Congrats! Yeah, they're doing fine. And I, what I like about the relationship, their married relationship, is nothing's changed. Yeah. And I feel like from my experience of people whose relationships got fucked up after marriage, it's like, oh, it changed. Right. Something changed once so it caused that. Because there's so much pressure. I mean, that's my issue Like with being exclusive with someone. I can casually date, and then by the time they're like, hey, let's be really fully together, I'm like, oh, no. Because it's so much pressure. It's different. Well, the minute you put a label on something is the minute I want to find the exit door. Really? Like, that's, is that something that you have an issue with? Yes. <laughs> Very much so. Megan. <laughs> I know. It's really hard for me out here. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it will be fine. I think it will be. F- I think it'll be fine. <laughs> Speaking of when Harry met Sally, there's a big. Stop it! I have to tell you the thing. Okay, go ahead. Wait, let me see if I can find it because it's in. Actually, you got to hear the way that uh, Billy Crystal says it. When Harry met Sally, um, what is the? Uh, I'm trying to Google this or YouTube this, and I don't know. How this? Oh my God! Okay, okay, here it comes. This is a big spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen this movie yet. So, what's happening right now in the scene is it is New Year's Eve, and mm. they've decided that they hate each other, I guess, but they're like really in love. So Billy Crystal's character comes in, finds Meg Ryan, uh, pro- proclaims his love for her, and this is how it happens. I've been doing a lot of thinking, and the thing is, I love you. What? I love you. We're watching this clip right now. How do you expect me to respond to this? Mm-hmm. How about you love me too? How about I'm leaving? Doesn't what I said mean anything to you? I can just see Megan's face. I'm sorry, Harry. Plastering her face on Meg Ryan right now. I know you're feeling lonely, but you just can't show up here. Tell me you love me and expect that to make everything all right. It doesn't work this way. Well, how does it work? 
I don't know, but not this way. <laughs> it's New Year's. They're not kissing. <laughs> I love that you get cold Here we go. 71 degrees out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend a day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. And I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely, and it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. Okay, okay, pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it. Can you believe? (gasps) Well, what, okay, okay. What what happens after that, Megan, for you? For me? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I go, uh, where's the door? My slipper. It's, It's midnight. No, if someone said that monologue to me, I go. I'm a size eight baby. Put a ring on this finger. <laughs> First of all, obviously what, it's written, so it's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's scripted. But that line to say, like, the minute you decide you want your life. Wait, what is it? I don't want to ruin it. Tonight, because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. Stop it. Full stop. What do you say again? Say that one more time. You want to hear it one more time? Just one more time. <laughs> So I can see can I, if I hear it's right or if I hear it's like, you know, wrong. If it, if it can be right in real life, you know. This is how things. you're going to end up going to sleep today. You're going to play just this little segment on repeat. Maybe just you're going to go to sleep to this. You're right. Okay. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. How are you not freaking out about this? I, I'm, I'm like, that's a good writer. He's a really good writer. Real good writer. Yeah. Good movie. Well, I think the most important thing, if this happened in real life, and if it was very honest, and you mm-hmm. you know, you know, actually really did love the person, then maybe... Well, that's the thing. I mean, yeah. yes, of course, the love part is <laughs> very important. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if that happened and I love the person, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, the whole love component is scary. Hmm. Huh. So you're just, you're just not ready to face it. To face love? Or maybe it's just like, maybe you just haven't met that person. Yeah. I mean, that's what they say. They're like, when you know, you know. And like, I've never known yet. So maybe not. Interesting. I hear people say it all the time. Do you believe that? Um, yeah, to a certain degree. But you know what? I, I'm, not, I'm not there yet either. So. Right, but that's the thing. Like, we've, we've been able to love people in the past. But like, when I, I mean, it, it's so hard. Like, the crushing and infatuation and then love. Like, I don't think that those are all the same. I think when you when you're crushing on someone that's you don't know a lot about them and yes. it's like a new like titillating tantalizing thing and then when you're infatuated with someone you're learning all the things you love about them but then love like I really think that love is a verb it's not something that you just have it's something that you have to do in order to have like you just have to continue to do it or else it's not going to be there and I think the the parts about love that I mean I'm speaking from a place of like I don't know if I've ever loved but like I have loved people I don't know if I've been in love because I think that that takes like a lot of honesty within like also hating them at certain points but it's like choosing I think love is the choice love is a choice and I and it's it's a choice to be committed yeah and it's like I think when you're with somebody you really love you it may I think it's whatever that person has it's making it easy for you to commit right yes yeah Oh, well, here's to us finding it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, our last tip. Uh. We'll we'll wrap up this one tip, and then I have one last question to ask you before we wrap up. So our last tip to this girl is, be honest, make boundaries. Can Can we agree on that? Yes. Okay, great. Best of luck. Don't touch me unless you're my boyfriend. So wait, she actually replied back? 
she listened in? Well, let's hope so. Okay. I mean, we're recording oh, okay. it now. Oh, wait, you're so right. This is, this, is, this is our, our bottom line. Yeah, <laughs> That's okay. Our bottom I got to make sense. Okay, cool. Okay, our last question before we let you go back out into the world of scare <laughs> out there. Or love. Remember, this, it's too short. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. good catch. What is one piece of advice you would give your 20-year-old self? Um, find out who you fucking are first. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. Don't let yeah. society, don't let your parents tell you who you are, who you're supposed to be. Find out who you are first. Especially if you're going to be in, in the entertainment world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're just going to just be like working normal, you know, regular job and all that, oh, yeah, by all means, do whatever you want. <laughs> but, you know, if you're going to try to like be something, uh-huh. not, not just be something, stand out. Yeah, you have to find out who you are because, and I think uh, and I, this this saying is such a common thing. But you know, we're all bo- born originals. You know, mm-hmm. we shouldn't be dying copies. This is something that I hear all the time yeah. from friends and like, you know, oh, I, I think I heard this first from Villain Lord. Shout out to Villain Lord from the Kinjas. My my birthday twin, him and Impact. Um, they're all about that too. We're all about like originality. Maybe that's why we're all we're just very different people. Yeah, you, you know, it's it's like, and you know, you're someone that's different too, and you've made your point to stand out. Mm. And I had to learn that. How I had to learn to really. I had to, no, I'm sorry. I had to unlearn that. Yeah. I had to learn every, all my all society's teachings to be where I'm at now, and I'm still trying to, you know, push that. Yeah. Um, I would tell my 20 year old self that because I would save a lot of time and fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> I've yep. made so many dumb decisions with mm-hmm. money. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Adulthood is the season of unlearning. It really is. It's like a second life. Yes. Our first life. It's getting all of this information shoved into it, us. And this life that we get to have now is unlearning it all. Thank you, everyone. Jet, thank you so much for all of your wisdom. This was delightful. I hope so. I've never told many people about my love thing or my PDA thing. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't think I've been this open on a podcast. Was actually, this is my first podcast. This is your first podcast? Yeah, it's my first podcast. First podcast, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. Did Thanks I do all right? I feel like I did okay. You killed it. I felt like in the beginning I was like, I was sitting in this weird position. And I was like, and I was like, no, this isn't the position for me. I think I need to sit up. <laughs> this isn't the position. Where's my lectern? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, Where can people find you on the internet if they want more Jet? Um, I'm mostly on Instagram. Just Jet underscore on Instagram. I post a lot of videos of me dancing everywhere. Um, I feel like, uh, oh, I think I guess I'll talk about what I do. Yeah. I mean, uh. It was funny thing is uh, I was featured on Instagram. Instagram. That's right. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, kind of, I don't know if it's a big deal. I don't know if it's that a big is, deal. D- um, yes, for the platform to post you on their feed is a big deal. Okay. I, <laughs> okay. The funny thing is about that is when they featured me, like their creative director hit me up because I didn't, I honestly didn't think what I was doing was, 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 a, was a thing. You know, I would like, when I would go travel for a job, I'm teaching or judging, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I got to do video. I just got to do it. Sure. I just got to do it. And, you know, I'd just be doing dumb shit like dancing in front of dogs or pigeons in Puerto Rico. I don't know. And then, uh, and then this, you know, the creative di- director, shout out to Jacqui. I know if she's listening. We love Jacqui. Jacqui, thank you very much. She pretty much like changed my whole like life this year. Wow. And, but I think it was because it's just, um, I, I didn't think Jacqueen. what I was. Jacqui. Jacqui. Yeah, but with an, okay. Good eye. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I didn't think what I was doing was that special until she hit me up. And I didn't think it was going to, like, this is really happening until Instagram posted it, you know. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I put the whole, I, I did the music with my friend Blank B. I, I, I shot the video. I directed it, all, all that stuff. And I didn't think it was going to get that much traction, but it really did. I was like, I was like oh, I was really surprised. And that kind of changed my life. I think what it taught me, most importantly, was that you can still 
be you can still be something if you just do something different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm still. I feel like I'm still pushing the needle, and I think this is something that for everybody that I, my uh, just a tip, mm-hmm. my tip to everybody that's having a hard time figuring you know their situation out, fig- figuring themselves out. Just know that, just keep doing what you're doing, but do it in the most highest quality, and oh, people yeah. will recognize it, and you, they, then maybe you'll be able to, uh, you know, make something out of it. I think I heard this. I think uh, I was really inspired by Bjork. Um, yeah, I don't know if you know if people know who Bjork is. You mm-hmm. know Bjork? Okay, yeah. cool. Crazy ass musician. Like, oh, she's dope. And, and she's more of an. I feel like for us, she's an older generation yeah. of uh, musical artists that a lot of kids don't listen to. And I feel like you, most of your fans are what? They're like younger kids. I'm mean, gonna say like college. College. college age. Okay, cool. Look at Bjork. I tell, I'm telling everybody, look at Bjork. She's one of the dopest musical artists I mm-hmm. think of all time. I'll play you out while she. Well, it's almost like the, like the pre Billie Eilish. Like that yeah, was yeah. kind of like was, a weird. She is like, yeah, she really is the pre Billie Eilish, but just not like in the realm of like pop culture. Yeah. She was like above pop, uh, transcends pop culture. I think uh, there was a video of her saying something about, um, you know, if you make music for other people, mm-hmm. basically you make art. Um, you know, it's like she says that, and this is, it, it is evident in her, in her popularity now. I mean, that has spanned over the, the years and actually decades now, right? Holy shit, it's been that long. It's like, you know, she, she did music for herself. She made it for herself. It's like, to, to her, it's more important if, like, three people like music that she enjoys versus mm-hmm. having thousands uh, liking music that she doesn't really like. Right. Because it's just important. I feel, and I think this ties into everything that I've been saying earlier. It, just, it makes your life more fulfilling when you're doing things that you enjoy. You know, if you, it's, it's, we're not on this earth that long. You might as well do things that you enjoy. You might as well do things that make your life fulfilling. Mm-hmm. You just don't know how long you're going to be in, in the, on this earth. And I think it's just like I had to learn that everything becomes a lot more simpler down this funnel, that mm-hmm. everything just comes down to two decisions. And that's what I was saying earlier, love or fear. What makes your life fulfilling? What's, what makes your life purposeful? I think that's the best way to end this shit out. I think so too. Here goes Bjork. Bjork. This is going to ruin the song, but... If you have a sticky situation or burning concern, call us at 805-751-9071. That's 805-751-9071. That's me saying shh. (laughs) Megan, shh. It's actually just the tip. It's just a tip. Just the tip. A. Just a. Just the tip. Just a. You cry, you crush your heart. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>